0: Hi, this is Pastor Josh Dunn, and welcome to the Eagle Heights Church Podcast. This is the Deeper series, and in this episode, we discuss the faithfulness of God and how we, in turn, should be faithful to Him.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Deeper. My name's Caleb Hart, and I'm joined by Justin Barksdale and Justin Anthony. Last episode, we didn't get to a chance to introduce ourselves, so we want to take a few minutes and just tell you guys who we are um, so y'all know who is behind the mic. So like I said, my name's Caleb Hart. Me and my wife, Taylor, have been coming to Eagle Heights for a very long time now, and we've been serving in the youth ministry for probably the past five, six years. Uh, we just had our first daughter this year. Her name's Ezra. And we serve in the media department as well. Um, I'm also joined by Justin Anthony. So would you like to take a, f- a few minutes to introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, sure. My name's Justin Anthony. My wife, Candice, and I have been coming to Eagle Heights for around nine years now. And we both serve with the Passion Youth Ministry and in the media team here as well. And we have two beautiful little girls, Kenley, who's four, and Libby, who's two.
1: We're also joined by Mr. Justin Barksdale. Would you like to take a couple minutes and introduce yourself?
2: Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm Justin Barksdale. My wife's name is Samantha. Uh, we have two beautiful babies, Grayson and Faith. Grayson is six, Faith is three. And uh, just we serve in the youth ministry and on a praise team. And we just love the Lord and love our church. Guys, we're going to be talking about the faithfulness of God today. And, uh, it's just an incredible thing to think about how faithful our God is. And, uh, even when we're not faithful, He's faithful to us. Yep. And, uh, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to just talk about this. We just want to talk to you today, get you thinking about some things. Maybe you're driving down the road right now. Maybe you're listening to this in your room or, uh, whatever you do when you listen to podcasts. Uh, but it, it's, it's imperative that we take a moment and we get in the spirit and we ask God to come and and, and just help us hear from him. And so uh, we've got a th- few things we just want to share with you today. Yeah, I know. One of the things that the Lord really
0: spoke to me while preparing for this about his faithfulness is that we show how faithful we think God is. Based off of our faith, you know, because anytime we kind of go through something, we have just a rough spell in our life or something just don't seem to go right. If we get upset, get in the flesh or whatever, it's just our faith isn't right because we don't believe God is faithful enough to get us through the situation. And just thinking about Hebrews 11, you know, just the mighty men and women of God who were great examples of faith and it's why was their faith important? Is because they had faith in God. They knew
2: that God would fulfill what he said he was gonna do. They were full of faith. There you go, right there. <laughs> yeah, faithfulness, um, you know, if you just look at the definition, it means loyal, constant, and steadfast. True to the facts are the original and you know, I think about how faithful we are to watch our favorite team or faithful we are to uh go to a certain restaurant or faithful we are uh in in listening to certain podcasts like Deeper and uh <laughs> <laughs> I like how you do that, But there? you know, yeah. we're faithful to things in our everyday life that a lot of times uh are not always the godliest things that we could be faithful to Mm -hmm. and uh god wants us to be you know constant and steadfast needing him and he is faithful guys
1: yeah one of the most beautiful stories in the bible to me uh that portrays the faithfulness of god is the story of ruth it comes after the book of the judges and you know in that time it was a very dark time for israel they kept rebelling against god uh but god remained faithful to them he, was, he would send them a judge to free them from the, their different enemies. And then when Ruth comes, you know, there's a famine in the land. And I think that's more than just a physical famine. I think whenever it mentioned the famine in the land, they were really starved for the word in a way. They were kind of far away from God at the time. And in the story of Ruth, we see her physical redemption We see her physical redemption by Boaz. And it's a beautiful picture of Christ's spiritual redemption to us and for us and how he died on the cross for our sins and how God made that as a plan for the fullness of time. And we get to see that even at the end of the story. You know, I'm going to read it real quick. It's Ruth chapter 4. All the way at the end, it's verse 18, and it says, Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez fathered Hezron, Hezron fathered Ram, Ram fathered Aminadab, Aminadab fathered Nashon, Nashon fathered Salmon, Salmon fathered Boaz, Boaz fathered Obed, Obed fathered Jesse, and Jesse fathered David. So, and David was the forefather of Jesus. So God's promise at the beginning to bring a savior through that lineage Even in the faithlessness of the Israelites, God still showed his faithfulness by sending Christ through that promise.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that stuck out to me was Ruth one sixteen. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. And with Ruth being a Moabite woman, her people didn't even serve the living God. They had their own gods. But Ruth was willing to lay it all down, forsake all, leave everything behind. She had already lost her husband, but she was willing to follow Naomi. And it just showed a hunger and a, a faithfulness on her part. And we continue to see Ruth's faithfulness by when she went out to Boaz's field. Here's a man she doesn't know, people that she doesn't know, but she's willing to go out there and work hard to provide not only for herself, but for her mother-in-law as well. And then again, when Naomi had told her you know, that Boaz was one of their family redeemers, she was willing to go lay at his feet and just submit herself in humility uh, before him. And he told her, You know, there's one man in line before I am to be your family redeemer. And this man wanted the land, but he wasn't willing to take Ruth. And we see God's faithfulness through that because Boaz was willing to not only have the land, but to take Ruth as well. And we see where God's faithfulness, he provided her with a husband, but his faithfulness overflowed from Ruth. Onto Naomi, because when Naomi came back, she told her people, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant, but call me Mara, which means bitter, because she had lost everything. She had lost her husband. She had lost her sons. And we see, but because of the Redeemer, God blessed Ruth with a son, and we see where the joy is restored back to Naomi through God's faithfulness.
2: Jeremiah said this in Lamentations 3, uh, verse 19, the thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on Him, to those who search for Him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And it is good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of His discipline. Let them sit alone in silence beneath the Lord's demands. Let them lie face down in the dust, for for there may be hope at last. Let them turn the other cheek to those who strike them and accept the insults of their enemies. For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. And when I think about these verses here, I think about... You know, how unfaithful, you know, we may have been in our life. I was reading a statistic the other day, and it said that um, 66% of uh, the time that a teenager spends is, is on the TV or on the computer or on their phone. And that is like baffling to me. And you think about that st- statistic, and... It's like we're giving all of our time. We're distracted by all of these things that keep us out of our focus, uh, on God and our heart is far from Him. I know you were talking in small group the other night about just giving our time to the Lord and how are we being distracted by the things of this world and unfaithful to God? You know, we're that faithless generation because we're giving our time to other things than godly things. And I think you know, I think we really need to evaluate ourselves by reading our word and praying. And, you know, we spend maybe three to four hours a week at our church, maybe in worship. And if we're not adding that time, so you compare the time there? Sixty six percent of our time is, is on the computer or the phone or everything. How faithful is that to, to the one true God that we know we're, we're not? I mean, we have to evaluate ourselves. And so I think that was really challenging for me to even
1: see that. And I think one of the interesting things to me to go along with that is, you know, in Jeremiah, we see that it it calls he calls God the fountain of living water. And if we really think about how badly we need physical water, like if we can go barely four days without water. If we go four days without water, we will die. And if the water is the word and we we're supposed to go to the fountain and drink from the fountain and seek him to satisfy us, you know, if we understood how desperately we need the spiritual water, like our bodies need physical water, I think we really would. That time would change. Instead of it being 66% of our time being spent on worldly things, and we're all guilty of it, right, right. we would be more diligent in our word and more willing to get alone with God to make sure we're not spiritually dead.
2: And, and you know, Romans 12 says...
1: Something you said earlier from Lamentations kind of hit me, and it, it got me thinking about the story of Job. Uh, sometimes we lose material things, and we go through a lot of different things in life. As Even as believers, we know that trials will come, and God's faithfulness in those trials always amazes me, especially in the story of Job. You know, he lost everything. And his wife came to him and said, just curse God and die. But he said, you speak as a foolish woman. Shall we not receive good only from the Lord and not evil? And Job still had his hope in God, that God was going to come through for him in some way, shape or form. And he remained faithful to God in that season. And even though God had to do a little correcting to him, and he was, you know, putting him through the fire to teach him some things, we see that at the end, God shows his faithfulness. By returning all things back to him. So we just get to see, even in our physical trials, how God is faithful to us, even with our physical needs, as much as our spiritual needs. God's
0: faithfulness is awesome. It's one of those things that whether you've been saved for five minutes or 50 years, that you could just go on and on and talk about. But it's also one of those things that challenges us as a believer, you know, because we have to learn to lean on God's faithfulness. I think of the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and here's three guys who are willing to die leaning on god's faithfulness and knowing that he could deliver them from the fire than to live doubting god's faithfulness and it's the same thing with daniel in the lion's den you know he refused to stop praying even when the king made that uh, law and he was willing to face the mouth of the lion with the possibility of death leaning on god's faithfulness that he could save him and he could deliver him than to walk away and live doubting god's faithfulness and you know god's faithfulness is something that we have to learn to lean on and how do we do that is through his word we have to know what god says about certain things and about all things but you know sometimes specific things in our life you know and we have to get in god's word and see what he says about that see where his heart is on that and when we do that we have to take that stance in faith no matter what our circumstances look like no matter what we may be facing and it looks like doom and gloom around us but we have to know that our God is faithful to deliver us. So, you know, the Bible says that he turns all things to the good for those who love him. And I know, you know, in my life, there's been so many times where God, God's faithfulness is just shown through in each situation. And I don't know, Hebrews ten twenty three it says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. And, you know, all the way from the beginning, God promised a Savior, you know, and just his faithfulness to bring that to pass. Even throughout you know the Israelites' unfaithful times and their faithful times, God stayed faithful to His Word. And when we look at the life of Jesus, I mean, He fulfilled God's promise. He came, I mean, He lived a perfect and sinless life, but God sent His Son, which was the promise, so that we can inherit eternal life, that we can be forgiven of our sins, pulled out of our sins. So
2: that just, that excites me in itself. That's hope in Jesus. And the, in Romans 10 says this, uh, as we wrap up, I just want each and every person to think about this. Uh, if you don't know the Lord, you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart. It says this right here in romans ten nine If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So I just encourage you to pray right now. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I need you. I need you to come into my heart. I need you to forgive me of my sin. I'm sinful. I I haven't been faithful to you. I haven't known you like I need to know you. And I want to be filled with faith. I want to be a faithful member of your body. So Lord, just come into my heart and touch me. Lord, I declare this today in Jesus' name.